sonore, l'heure sera 2 a.m. Hello children, it is Rupak in the future, talking to you in your present from the past, back again this post-Valentine's Day week. Um, I had a long, a long weekend full of driving and uh, a lot of fun. Basically, me and a couple friends drove out to every Sam Ash location in Southern California, just shy of San Diego. Um, didn't hit up Torrance or Hollywood because those are super local. And if you're going to make a day out of it, why not go the long route? Uh, I came to realize, I thought we were going to hit up a bunch of different music stores. Then I realized these guys have credit <laughs> with Sam Ash. <laughs> so that's why we specifically hit up every Sam Ash. But still, at the end of the day, a lot of fun. Uh, crazy. Driving out to Ontario, or was it Rancho Cucamonga? You know, seeing the hills up close like that. Um, it is weird until I heard a comedian recently say it, how Los Angeles, any side that isn't the coast, is just surrounded by, like, hills, these... They almost look like... I, they're, they're so backdrop-ish that I never even really noticed it. But... Yeah. And it was crazy getting up close because it seemed even up close, they still didn't somehow seem real. <laughs> um, still somehow looked like a giant backdrop or something, but... Yeah, big, big, big loop we did hitting up the Sam Ash locations and almost went to Frankenson's again, but luckily the boys thought better of that temptation and yeah, that was that. That was my Saturday. I watched... I finished watching The Book of Boba Fett the night before. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I guess when I stopped watching after episode one was because I was like, I don't know. I don't know that they can make a whole thing out of this. And then they kind of don't. Um, so for anyone who has seen it, I'm sure you already know this, but it weaves back in with the Mandalorian story pretty heavily. Um, you know, it's almost it's almost like Book of Boba Fett is Mandalorian 
Not quite part two, but yeah, good stuff. Um, I don't know if it's just burnout, you know, from just Star Wars in general, I guess, or science fiction in general that I'm suffering, but I'm not saying it was bad in any way. It's just like it was good. I don't necessarily want to see it again. Uh, not that I'd be against it, but I just personally don't don't really have an inkling to to rewatch it. Whereas with uh, Mandalorian, when I finished it, I, I kind of wanted to rewatch it again from the beginning, although I never did. But um, I guess just that you you. I don't know. It didn't quite hit me. This, Although, I'll say it almost hit me in a better way because, I mean, it's freaking Boba Fett, you know? And, and it's like, growing up, that was just one of those characters that there was so little that it, it you, you couldn't help, you couldn't help but lose yourself in the possibilities of it, you know? Freaking, uh... The show starts off, right, with him escaping the Sarlacc pit, which is what I think all of us wished, hoped, prayed to see someday. It was cool to see that. And then, uh, a lot of him... Joining that tribe, I forget what they're called. They're not Jawas, they're, uh, I can't remember. <coughs> but, um, pretty messed up what happens there. And then it was just cool to see how, how much of the, uh, of the show was kind of, Flash a good balance of flashback sequences when he's in the back back to back to tank. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. And then um a good balance of the story moving forward from there. And then it I wouldn't say that it ends on a cliffhanger, but yeah, it, I feel like it just moved to a good spot. And uh, I guess now we wait for Mandalorian season three to happen and uh, move on from there. Yeah. Overall, not bad. Pretty damn exciting. It was cool to see freaking Boba riding the the Rancor. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, that was awesome. Uh, at certain points, I almost wish like they would have done a little bit more with that. A little bit more. 
I guess a little bit less in that as soon as that came into play, it should have just been over right fucking away, you know, but it's not the case and it didn't overstay its welcome or anything. So I'll give it a pass. It, it, it was good. Uh, looked good, you know, despite obviously being mostly in 3d, didn't have that, uh, that video game-ishness to it that can sometimes ruin shit for me. And, uh, yeah, Black Chewy. Who'd have guessed? <laughs> so, yeah, pretty good. We'll see where the next season goes and how the Mando season three affects things. And, yeah. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff to look forward to, I guess, you know. Even coming into it with a bit of trepidation, they managed to, to do pretty good with this stuff, you know. I try not to get my hopes up too much because, after all, this is fucking Disney. And I'm well aware that I am not a child. So... Some of this stuff can get watered down in that safetiness and child's gloves bullshit, but so far not bad. Actually, speaking of child's gloves, there was a part or two where I'm just like, it's a little bit annoying that there's no blood, you know? There used to be blood in Star Wars, and there's no blood now, like at all. Especially in parts where it's just like, oh, come on, like, just, it doesn't have to be, you know, Japanese samurai movie status where it's spraying out all over the place, but, you know, you see someone get hurt, it's like, okay, there should be blood, like, it, I don't feel like it, it's, uh, I don't know. Again, Disney, 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 Star Wars, okay, that's, you know. I suppose a minor nitpick, but shit like that, it's just like, come on now. Just, who are you hurting? You know? So yeah, finally, finally, finally saw Book of Boba. All caught up on the Righteous Gemstones. Last episode, unfortunately, was just shy over a half an hour. Which kind of fucking sucks, because I'm really... I don't know. I think I'm, we're coming up on the last two or three episodes now of this season. I know season three is on its way. But that likely won't happen until the end of the year, right? Just uh, production time and all that. But, uh, yeah, that one has me anxious and uh, ready for more so we'll see what happens this Sunday I like that show too much <laughs> it's just so good so funny <laughs> anyway um, 
as I'm sure the title will have given away, wanted to take a moment to talk about this little YouTube channel that's been around for a while. Um, exactly how long, I don't know. In fact, I never even came across it on YouTube before seeing some memes made from shows that this channel has uploaded. And uh, so, on YouTube, the channel Hate56. Uh, and that's hate, H-A-T-E, number five, six, S-I-X. Freaking amazing channel, dude. I mean, fuck, it's so good. It's, from what I can tell, from what I've seen, it's nothing but hardcore shows, hardcore bands. They'll do an occasional, like, alternative punk kind of thing. Uh, or just straight up like an alternative band, but kind of still not hardcore necessarily, but with that bit of that edge to them, you know, but, uh, overall through and through, it seems to be a lot of hardcore bands and, uh, I have no idea where they're based out of. I'm sure 856 is an area code somewhere in the East coast, but they seem to get shows from, Pennsylvania to Illinois to I guess anywhere in between I don't know if it's a big team of people at this point or if it's just one dude going around you know capturing this stuff um, but man it's freaking awesome there is usually multiple camera angles so it does seem to be at least more than one cameraman. The, the, the sound design is about as good as you could ask, you know? It's not like pro-level, like live album release stuff, but it's definitely mixed on a board and uh, leveled out fantastically. Uh, you know, it's good and loud, but not too bad. And, and, you know, you can still hear the crowd, you know, when that kind of stuff happens. And, you know, you can hear the singer over the drum set, you know, just stuff like that, that um, I guess is the benefit of running things to a board, you know, see some, you see a band live and sometimes all you'll get is like guitar and drums or anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me. I bring it up because obviously I live out here in Los Angeles. And I'm not saying that there isn't anything going on out here. Um, if there is, I'm definitely not plugged into it. And that might be more my fault than anyone else's. But... It's it's both inspiring and a little crushing, you know, like these guys out there with this scene 
like they they're just documenting it in this way I feel like gives it so much power you know because it really does to, to me the viewer out here just looks like the fucking coolest shit you know and it makes me wish I could be there it makes me wish that there was stuff like that out here and again not that there isn't you know it's just you know out here, you go to a venue show or a or a show at a bar or, you know, even like a small theater, and there's a weird like. This sounds so dumb, but it's like it's like it's like that's what that venue is made for, and so you pay a bunch on top of up top, sorry, to get in, and then once you are in, you know, it's like five bucks for a bottle of water or whatever, not every place is like this, but there, there's definitely like a business side to it that I don't know why kind of grosses me out, and in these Heat 5-6 videos, a bunch of them, a bunch of them, it looks like they play gigs at a church somewhere out in Pennsylvania and just something about that not misuse in a bad way like using that space is not what it's intended for I guess just God, I don't know it does something in my brain where I'm just like yes cool this is a fucking show you know, it, it's fucking DIY, punk rock, like, you know, there's other ones where it seems like they're just in a hall or in some warehouse, and it's just like they just clear up this little space, you know, run some extension cords, and set up and play, you know, and, and, and whoever whoever's there is there, and I just love that shit, I don't know why, it just... Oh, man. Maybe since I haven't done it in so long, myself, it's hitting some kind of weird nostalgia. I don't even know. But I'm, I'm also weird, you know? Like, I love seeing the shows, too, where it's not that many people. Maybe 20, 30 people. But you can tell that they're there because they love that particular band, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just so much stuff, you know? Huge bands, at least in the, in the hardcore scene, down to, like, little no-name locals that, you know, just do it to do it. And, um, it bums me out, you know, like, uh, the reason I bring it up is again, I'm sure there's stuff going on out here, but for whatever reason, it just reminded, it reminds me so much because clearly these people are all helping each other out, you know, and they're all in one way or another 
have their goals aligned, um, at least, or aligned enough, uh, to, to make something bigger than the individual pieces, you know, like I said, there's a, obviously a guy mixing everything to a board. They mentioned his name at the top of the videos, but I, I can't remember some Italian sounding name. I want to say Sub Subtini, Subtani, um, there's the people running the cameras, you know, and, and running good cameras. Um, I'm sure that's easier now than forever ago, you know, it's not like they have giant shoulder pack <laughs> backstrap fucking type deals, but, um, at least enough cameras that all look, that all look really good. And clearly someone is editing these videos and, and, color matching and, and, you know, just all this stuff that, that, you know, you don't know how much goes into a video, right? Until you start yourself, I guess. And I remember forever ago when I was in I don't even know what it was called at that point. Dead Days? No, actually back then it wasn't Dead Days. It was Kill and Conceal. It was the original, original, original Southgate's own Kill and Conceal. And there was this house that would throw shows now and then. And, you know, kind of the usual roundup of bands that you always see. Um, at these things and, and just, you know, our, our small local scene, hyper localized scene here in Los Angeles. And I can't remember what the fuck it was. It wasn't even anything important, but somebody asked either our drummer or someone that we in our band or some shit for something. Uh, don't even remember if it was to borrow something or to move something or to whatever it was. And the fucking guy says, yeah, cool. And he said, for the greater good. And my bandmates... God bless their soul. I love them. But they could be the, they could have this weird, weird immaturishness to them that was so over the top that you almost couldn't help but be offended by their snark, I guess. But really looking back, it's just like, it, it almost feels such a, so born of insecurity, you know? So to them, the greater good became like this joke tagline oh, for the greater good, for the greater good. And, you know, just kept saying it in like stupider and stupider voices and You know, maybe the guy did say it in a funny way or whatever, but I don't know. 
something about that attitude, that necessity to tear down this dude. Now, it, I have to guess, maybe they never heard the phrase. <laughs> maybe that was literally the first time they ever heard that phrase and it did just hit them in a weird way or, or who knows. But that's a phrase like that's that's not the you know like that guy didn't make it up it's not the first time it was ever said you know <laughs> and uh i don't know it like i said it takes me to this hate five six thing right where it's all these people bands photographers videographers a sound engineer right? All these things take so much effort and so much, you know, like, yeah, you could do it crappily and, you know, kind of end up with an possibly okay product, more than likely crap, but it's pretty obvious that these guys take pride in it and, 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 you know, I don't know. They really do all come together for the greater good, you know? And now they have this amazing fucking YouTube channel with all these fucking bands. And and I'm sure so many bands that would love to get on there because it's great exposure. And, and they make everything look good and sound good. And you would think we could have that out here so easily. But as far as I can tell, we don't. And I think it kind of goes back to that thing of just like, I don't know, it might be like a Los Angeles thing, right? Where, I don't know, you can't take yourself too serious, but I don't know. And again, this is all just my super, super, super small localized experience with it, you know, but yeah, just that, that, that necessity to tear down, you know, oh, for the greater good, what a dumbass. And little by little, you know, you just end up without a scene. People give up. Stop trying. Don't give a shit anymore. Because, you know, you would think that the people in the scene with you would be on your side. But, you know, it's just not always the case. And that sucks, you know? It's what makes so many things sink or swim, you know? And it's also the reason why I think, like, so many... <laughs> there are some genres of music that are popular out here in Los Angeles. And, uh... I can think of a, a couple in particular... Where it's just like, yeah, it's a it's a go nowhere kind of thing because 
the fans aren't really passionate about it. And your band could be fucking great. Your band could be fucking amazing. But you're also just one band on like a lineup of six bands that sound basically exactly the same as you, as yours, you know? And you're in a a sea of bands all over the county, all over the literally the state that do a similar thing. You know, so I don't know. It's not to say that hardcore or metal, you know, doesn't at some point all kind of start to sound the same, but at least there's passion there, you know, and, and you can really get to believe in a band and stand behind them and. But it seems like that hasn't happened in a good while, you know? And, again, it's one of those things where it's just like, well, hell, if it can't happen out here, in California, in Los Angeles, where there's so many fucking talented people, you know, it, it would almost seem like it couldn't happen anywhere. But then there's channels like Hate Five Six, <laughs> and it's like holy shit! Not only is there way more than I had any fucking clue about, you know, this shit is legit and it's intense and it's real. And um, yeah, it's just good. It's just good. Anybody out there listening and is maybe curious, uh, maybe you want a place to start. One of my favorite bands, Knocked Loose, has a video up there. Um, at least the last one I seen, I think, was released. Fuck, I want to say the summer of 2021, if not late 2020. They're playing out of that church in Pennsylvania. And, uh, there's just so many others. You know, I kind of get lost every time I watch that channel. Um, because even the stuff that I don't know, I'll just kind of give it a few minutes and always ends up blowing me away but there's just so much that I kind of do that thing of like okay I'll come back to this I'll come back to this when I have more time and then it just doesn't happen so yeah give Knock Loose a try they're pretty brutal anyway children I will not spin my tires much longer as always take care of yourselves Citoyen Podcast vous est proposé par des auditeurs qui vous ressemblent. Pour soutenir l'émission et la garder sans publicité, visitez patreon.com slash 2 pour devenir un membre officiel de la production exécutive et un supporteur contributif.